Good morning and welcome to Sunday Mass at St. Patrick's Cathedral. Today is the 14th Sunday in Ordinary Time. The celebrant for this Mass is the Most Reverend Joseph Espaillat, Auxiliary Bishop of the Archdiocese of New York. The program for this Mass is available for download at www.stpatrickscathedral.org live. And as we begin our Mass, we invite you to rise and to join in singing our entrance hymn, number 482 in the St. Michael hymnal located in the pews. Number 482, Come Down, O Love Divine.
the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Peace be with you. My sisters and my brothers in Christ, welcome to America's Parish Church. As they said earlier, my name is Bishop Joseph Espaillat. I am the Auxiliary Bishop of the Archdiocese of New York, the Episcopal Vicar of the Bronx. Welcome, welcome one and all to America's Parish Church, to our parishioners, and to those who are visiting from afar. Also, welcome to those who are listening in on Sirius XM, the Catholic Channel 129, and those who are actually watching live online at this moment. My sisters and my brothers in Christ, as we gather to celebrate these most sacred mysteries, let us take a moment to call to mind our faults and our failures, asking Almighty God to fill us now with His gentleness and mercy. And so we say, I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words and what I have done and in what I have failed to do through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore, I ask Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Kyrie eleison, Kyrie eleison, Christ eleison, Christ Dexteram patris, miserere nobis, uoniam tu solus sanctus, tu solus dominus, tu solus altissimus, Iesu Christe, cum sancto spiritu, in gloria Dei patris. Amen. Gloria, gloria. 
abasement of your Son, have raised up a fallen world, fill your faithful with holy joy. For on those you have rescued from slavery to sin, you bestow eternal gladness. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of the prophet Zechariah. Thus says the Lord, Rejoice heartily, O daughter Zion. Shout for joy, O daughter Jerusalem. See, your king shall come to you. A just savior is he, meek and riding on an ass, on a colt, the foal of an ass. He shall banish the chariot from Ephraim and the horse from Jerusalem. The warrior's bow shall be banished, and he shall proclaim peace to the nations. His dominion shall be from sea to sea and from the river to the ends of the earth. The word of the Lord. I will praise your name forever, my King and my Call you, O my God and King, and I will bless your name forever and ever. Every day will I bless you, and I will praise your name forever and ever. I will praise your name forever, my King and my God. and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness. The Lord is good to all and compassionate toward all his works. I will praise your name forever, my King and my God. Let all your works give you thanks, O Lord, and let your faithful ones bless you. Let them discourse of the glory of your kingdom and speak of your might. I will praise your name forever. 
faithful in all his words and holy in all his works. The Lord lifts up all who are falling and raises up all who are bowed down. I will praise your name forever, my King and my God. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. Brothers and sisters, you are not in the flesh. On the contrary, you are in the Spirit, if only the Spirit of God dwells in you. Whoever does not have the Spirit of Christ does not belong to him. If the Spirit of the one who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, the one who raised Christ from the dead will give life to your mortal bodies also through his spirit that dwells in you. Consequently, brothers and sisters, we are not debtors to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. The word of the Lord. Revealed to little ones the mysteries of the kingdom. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. The Lord be with you and with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. At that time, 
Jesus exclaimed, I give praise to you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, for although you have hidden these things from the wise and the learned, you have revealed them to little ones. Yes, Father, such has been your gracious will. All things have been handed over to me by my Father. No one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son wishes to reveal him. Come to me, all you who labor and are burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am meek and humble of heart, and you will find rest for yourselves. For my yoke is easy and my burden light. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. The great Cistercian monk, Saint Bernard of Clairvaux, when he was asked, what are the most important virtues that one can have? He answered simply. He said this, the three most important virtues are humility, humility, humility. My sisters and my brothers in Christ, the renowned Dominican theologian and spiritual writer, Gary Lagrange, he was the theology doctoral advisor for the famous Carol Wojtyla, said this, humility is the root of all Christian virtues and meekness is its flower. Humility is the key. Humility is the root of all Christian virtues, and meekness is its flower. So here's the million-dollar question this morning, even though I think the Powerball is up to like 600 million. Like, that's ridiculous. What is humility? What is humility? According to the glossary of the Catechism of the Catholic Church, humility is the virtue by which a Christian acknowledges that God is the author of all good. Let me repeat that again. Humility is the virtue by which the Christian acknowledges that God is the author of all good. 
Humility avoids inordinate ambition or pride and provides the foundation for turning to God to prayer. St. Teresa of Avila says this, humility is truth. Now, I know that's a very loaded question, especially in our world today. What is truth? Asked Pontius Pilate as truth was staring him in the face. It's one of my lines from one of my poems. What is truth? Asked Pontius Pilate as truth was staring him in the face. We won't get into that today. We'll stay on the topic of humility. But I am sure that you have heard this before. Humility is not thinking less of yourself. It is thinking of yourself less. My sisters and my brothers in Christ, humility is the root of the spiritual life. Humility is the root of prayer. If we are not humble, we cannot pray. The Catechism of the Catholic Church again states, paragraph 2259, one of my favorite paragraphs in the Catechism. If you haven't read it, please open it up. It's a great book. It's online. It's free. It says this, humility is the foundation of prayer. Only when we humbly acknowledge that we do not know how to pray as we ought. It's only when we acknowledge that we do not know how to pray as we ought are we ready to receive freely the gift of prayer. St. Augustine says, man is a beggar before God. I'll never forget one day I actually said publicly at Mass at my parish, that I did not know how to pray. And it's true. I don't. Everything that I've learned from prayer has been here at the altar. My sisters and my brothers in Christ, this is why we as Catholic Christians come together to gather to celebrate the holy sacrifice of the Mass. I am no expert, trust me you. St. Teresa of Avila speaks about the interior castle. I think I just got in the front door. You could laugh if you want, but there are people who are mountains away. I remember saying I didn't know how to pray, and one of the nuns after the mass came up to me and she scolded me. She came right up, she goes, how dare you say that, Father? You can't be saying that to God's people. And I said, why, sister? I said, this is the problem. The problem is that people are now experts. They think they know everything. They think they got it together. Well, guess what? I don't. This is why I need Jesus, amen? This is why we need the holy sacrifice of the mass, amen? I mean, if you think about it, and we're not going to go into all of this, but when we come to Mass, when we come to pray, right, we begin how? We begin by praising God, the opening hymn. Open up your hymnals. And sometimes open up your lips, people. It's okay to pray. You know, sometimes we come to church and we're like, Ooh. 
No, we're supposed to praise God. Am I right, Cantor? Right? This is what we're supposed to do. And then what happens the minute we praise God, we, we sing, we worship the Lord, what happens? Then we start asking for forgiveness. The priest or the bishop, depending on who's celebrating, peace be with you, the Lord be with you, and with your spirit. And then let us now call to mind our faults and our failures, right? And we begin by asking for forgiveness. Before we can enter deeply into prayer, we got to acknowledge, hey, I'm a mess, God. I need you. And then what? We sit down and we listen to the word. The word is proclaimed to us, my sisters and my brothers in Christ. And we, and we eat of the word. You know, there's this concept amongst young people. I don't know if you guys know this or not, but if you're, you follow sports and everything else, especially in football, you know, and in baseball, you know, you hit a home run or, or you catch a touchdown. The new thing is like, oh, we're eating, we're eating. And my question is, well, what are you eating? Because if you're not eating the body and blood of Jesus, what, how good is it? If you're not receiving the most precious body and blood of our Lord, then are we not wasting our time? My sisters and my brothers in Christ, this is why I need church. This is why I need the mass. Now, I don't know about you. I'm speaking about me right now. And if I'm a bishop and I'm telling you this, I need it. This is the problem with the world. Well, I don't need to go to church to pray. How humble are we? You're right. You don't need to go to church to pray. But guess what? You need to go to church to receive the body and blood of Jesus. Amen or ouch? You could say ouch online. My sisters and my brothers in Christ, Humility is the foundation of prayer. Only when we humbly acknowledge that we do not know how to pray as we ought are we ready to receive freely the gift of prayer. You see, I had it wrong for many years because I thought it was me praying. And it's not me. It's God in me. It's God who prays. It's the Holy Spirit who prays in us. And we are told this in the, in the second reading, are we not? In the very second reading that we hear today from Paul's letter to the Romans, he reminds us, brothers and sisters, you are not in the flesh. On the contrary, you are in the Spirit. If only the Spirit of God dwells in you, whoever does not have the Spirit of Christ does not belong to him. Jesus reminds us in today's gospel, Matthew chapter 11, verses 25 through 30, he reminds us that although you have hidden these things from the wise and the learned, you have revealed them to the little ones. Sometimes we can be arrogant, we can be pompous. We can be almost assuming of God's love and mercy for us, right? Well, you know what? God loves me anyway, right? Yes, he does. 
but shouldn't we respond in kindness and like? You know, we have a very special privilege today hearing the Gospel of Matthew, this chapter 11, because Jesus addresses the Father in prayer. It's only one of three times in the Gospel of Matthew. He addresses the Father in prayer. And as I was praying with this last night, it just hit me. It really hit me to the heart. I was like, wow, this is so beautiful. Why? Because Jesus is teaching us how to pray. There's only two other times in the Gospel of Matthew. Ch Matthew chapter 11 and then Matthew chapter 26 in the Garden of Gethsemane and then Matthew chapter 27 on the cross. So, so there's something to be said about Jesus' prayer. And so let me begin from the top. If you didn't catch it, at that time, Jesus exclaimed, Jesus said, I give praise to you, Father. He's talking to Abba. He is talking to Daddy. And how beautiful it is. I give praise to you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, for although you have hidden these things from the wise and the learned, you have revealed them to little ones. To little ones. What does that mean? To those who are humble, who trust. He is praying to Abba, to Daddy. He has this childlike trust. And we know, I don't think I need to state this, but I will. We know that Jesus' style of prayer was not common back then. Because the Jewish people did not refer to God as Daddy, as Abba. So Jesus is teaching us the tenderness of the Father. And he's showing us his heart. Although you have hidden these things from the wise and the learned, you have revealed them to little ones. All things have been handed over to me by my Abba, by my Daddy, by my Father. And so, what does this have to do with me? I know, I know what you're thinking, St. Patrick's. You're like, okay, Bishop, that's all nice and good, but how does this apply to me? Here you go. Your answer is in the Word. I was taught by my scripture professors and by my homiletics professors, preach in and through sacred scripture. We don't have, you don't have to invent anything. And by the way, this is not my personal opinion here. So just in case, like, well, that, that's what you think. No, this is what Jesus says. Jesus invites us today to do three things. He invites us to come, he invites us to take, and he invites us to learn. Amen? Now be careful before you say amen. Because if you say amen, that means you agree with me. Amen? Amen? So let's say it again. Jesus invites us today to do three things. He invites us to come, to take, and to learn. Now, it doesn't sound like Jesus at first, right? Even the word take, I know when I prayed with you guys in the back, you probably were taken aback when I said that, but there was a reason. Jesus says, come to me, all you who labor and are burdened, and I will give you rest. Come. How many people say, well, God, if you're real, you know, come show yourself to me. Jesus said, no, 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 no. Watch. 
You come to me. Amen or ouch? I don't know how to go to church on Sunday. I can stay home and pray. No, God says, come to me, look for me, search for me. We've become too comfortable, my people. We want it easy. We want God to do all the work. And God is saying, oh, no, 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 it's not that easy. If it were only that easy to get to heaven, come to me, all you who labor and are burdened, and I will give you rest. This is the invitation for all who are tired in spirit, for all who are toiled. My sisters and my brothers, let's look around the world and what's happening and what's going on. If you're tired, guess what? You're in the perfect position to pray. I was told this line years ago. It says, when the world pushes you to your knees, you are in the perfect position to pray. We need to give up. We need to just say, Lord, I'm here. I come in all humility. I am a sinner. I am not perfect. I don't know what I'm doing, and I'm tired. It's okay to admit that. But I see it like in our world, everybody, you know, wants to be tough, and everybody wants to be like, oh, I'm okay. You notice that? When you ask them, how are you doing? Oh, well, I'm wonderful. And you know they're lying. I'm great. No, you're not. My sisters and my brothers in Christ, how do we come to Jesus? How do we come to Jesus? In the Eucharist. Come to me. This is the promise he left us. I don't know where you are. I don't know where you've been. But today, he's bidding you to come. I don't know where you came from. Where you're visiting from. I don't know if you're from down the block. I know you guys are. <laughs> but he says, come. Are we humble enough to come to Jesus in the Eucharist? You know what I find funny? I find really, really ironic, my sisters and my brothers, that people are like, well, you mean Jesus is in that little piece of bread? Yes! He is! He turns ordinary bread and ordinary wine into his most precious body and blood. And check it out. If God cannot transform bread and wine into his body and blood, then what kind of God do you have? Amen or ouch? Because we don't defend the Eucharist. A lot of us are like, oh, yeah, whatever. It's just a little piece of bread. I'm sure I could go to a much better bakery, all right, on 2nd Avenue. I could go to Tao Bagels or something. But it's the Eucharist. It's the body and blood of Jesus. It's real. And I'm not even going to get into Mary. I'm not even going to talk about the Blessed Mother. Because if God can't keep a 15-, 16-year-old girl a virgin and give birth, to the Savior of the world, then what kind of God do you believe in? Because my God can do all things. Amen? That's the God I believe in. My God is powerful. My God is strong. And that's why I come to him in my weakness. 
because it is when I am weak that then I become strong in Him. Amen? Second point. First one was come. The first one, the first point is? The first point is? Come on, St. Patrick's, you got to act back. Come on now. Second word is take. Now, this may surprise some of you sisters. Please don't get scandalized. The second word is take. Jesus says, take my yoke upon you. Take it. How many of us are willing to take on the yoke of Jesus? And what does this mean? For the Jewish people, the yoke was, was basically a, a spiritual discipline. Are you willing to be his disciple? Are you willing to follow what it is that God is calling us to do? Are we willing to submit to the instruction of the Messiah? And if we're very honest and blunt, a lot of people are not. Well, I could do whatever I want, whenever I want, with whomever I want, and you have no say. What do you mean? No, you can't do whatever you want, whenever you want, however you want. There are rules. God left us the commandments. Jesus said, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. Jesus says, here, I am meek and humble of heart, and I'm not going to go too into that. That's for a whole retreat. You could do that with Father Don Haggerty. Tell him I said it, okay? But what is meekness? It's to be submissive to the will of God. How many of us, if we're genuinely honest, are humble and meek? To be submissive to what God wants. That's an ouch. Because sometimes God is going to ask us to do things that we may not want to do. I'm living proof. When I got that call one year and four months ago to become a bishop, I said, are you cray-cray? I'm like, me? You must have the wrong number. I was like, you must have the wrong number. But I said, yes, because it's God's will, even though I don't understand it. Amen? I hope you're not getting scandalized today, church. Because, you know, you think bishops have all the answers and, and bishops, you know, they're the perfect prayers. We're, calling to, we're, we're called to lead you into prayer. But guess what? It's not we who pray. It's the Holy Spirit who prays in us. And it's when we come together as church that we pray. Amen? Are we living in His truth? Are we living by His commandments? Are we living by his beatitudes? Last word, learn. So the first word is? Very good. The second word is? The last word is? Learn. This is something that we do not do well as church. We think after confirmation, I'm done. I got it all together. No, 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 that's when the learning begins. That's when learning starts. Learn from me, how? 
not only by listening to his word, but by imitating him, by imitating Jesus. Therefore, what is the best way for us to imitate Christ with great humility? Learn from me, for I am meek and humble of heart, and you will find rest for yourselves. And I'd like to close with this. Thomas A. Kempis, in his great spiritual classic, The Imitation of Christ, reminds us, and actually it's in the Liturgy of the Hours, Tuesday of the third week of Advent. You can look it up. I know the sisters will look it up. It says this, he reveals his secrets to a humble man. God reveals his secrets to a humble man. And in his kindness, invitingly draws that man to himself. When a humble man is brought to confusion, he experiences peace because he stands firm in God and not in this world. My sisters and my brothers in Christ, let us learn from Jesus. Let us learn from the Master. Let us learn from the Messiah. Let us learn as we come to the altar, as we take and eat, and as we learn what it is to be humble and meek of heart just as he is. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. One of my favorite parts of the Mass. Please stand. This is awesome. Because at this time, after we hear the word and we break open the word, this is our conviction now. We stand. And why do we stand? To declare what it is that we believe. So this is not the time for you to fix your hair, not the time, you know, for you to look around and start waving at people. That's what they do at my parish. This is a time for you to really say with me what we believe. And so we say, I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God begotten, not made, consubstantial with the Father. Through him all things were made for us men and for our salvation. He came down from heaven and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the Virgin Mary and became man. For our sake he was crucified on the Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried and rose again on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. 
I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins, and I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. My sisters and my brothers, we turn in prayer to our Father in heaven. For our Holy Father, Pope Francis, for our shepherd, Timothy, Cardinal Dolan, for all bishops, priests, deacons, religious, and those who guide us in faith, that they may be holy and effective in their mission to draw all people to Christ. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For peace among nations and for those suffering the effects of war, especially in Ukraine, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For the church, that we may offer forgiveness and peace to all those who are burdened by sin, even as we seek forgiveness and reconciliation for our own sins, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For all married couples seeking the fruit of the womb, and for those married couples who have received the fruit of the womb against all odds, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. And for all our beloved dead, that they may enjoy the fullness of eternal life, let us pray to the Lord. Loving God, open our hearts and fill us with your concern for all your people. And we ask this through the intercession of our most beautiful Mother Mary as we say, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. We invite you to join in singing our offertory hymn number 422 in the hymnal, number 422, All You Who Seek a Comfort Sure. Oh, to that heart drawn nigh. 
nights you hear his word so blessed. All you who labor, come to me, and I will give you rest. Christ Jesus, joy of saints on high, the hope of sinners here, attracted by those loving words, to you we lift our My brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. May this oblation dedicated to your name purify us, O Lord, and day by day bring our conduct closer to the life of heaven through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and just. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks. Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, for you so loved the world that in your mercy you sent us the Redeemer to live like us in all things but sin, so that you might love in us what you loved in your Son, by whose obedience we have been restored to those gifts of those gifts of yours that by sinning we had lost in disobedience. And so, Lord, with all the angels and saints, we too give you thanks as an exaltation we acclaim. Blessed 
You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and, giving thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples saying, take this, all of you, and drink from it. For this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection we offer you Lord the bread of life and the chalice of salvation giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you humbly we pray that partaking of the body and blood of Christ we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit remember Lord your church spread throughout the world and bring her to the fullness of charity together with Francis our Pope my brother Timothy, me your unworthy servant, and all the clergy. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection, and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with blessed Joseph, her spouse, with the blessed apostles, and all the saints, Saint Patrick, who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. Amen. 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 
by God's Word, taught by our Savior's command, we now have the courage to pray the words that Jesus himself taught us. And so, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer one another now that sign of Christ's peace. of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world, the Son of God, the Son of Mary. How blessed are those who are called to the supper of the Lamb.
please join in singing our communion hymn number 587 in the hymnal, number 587, Jerusalem, my happy home. you to turn then to hymn number 452 in the same hymnal, number 452, Be Thou My Vision.
Let us pray. Grant, we pray, O Lord, that having been replenished by such great gifts, we may gain the prize of salvation and never cease to praise you through Christ our Lord. Amen bow down and pray for God's blessing. For each of these petitions, we'll say amen. May God, of, the God of all consolation, order your days in his peace and grant you the gifts of his blessing. Amen. May he free you always from every distress and confirm your hearts in his love. Amen. So that on life's journey, you may be effective in good works, rich in the gifts of hope, faith, and charity, and may come happily to eternal life. 
And may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit come down upon you and remain with you forever. Amen. The Mass has ended. Let us go in peace to love and serve the Lord, to love and serve one another. Thanks be to God. Please join in singing our recessional hymn, number 573 in the hymnal. Number 573, I Know That My Redeemer Lives. Oh, <laughs>